we all ready, Captain Sam? That's a roger, Captain Laura. Be safe down there. That's a copy. Um, Captain Laura, where are we going again? Really, Everett? You can't figure it out? Um, no? Let's look at the facts. We're in a submarine. Uh-huh. We've been raising money for the last five years to fund a mission to discover sea life at the bottom of the sea. Right? We're going to the bottom of the sea, Everett. Really? Wow! Why? To discover sea life at the bottom of the sea. You mean we got all the funding finally? Looks like it, Everett. You couldn't guess that from the 10-hour voyage to the middle of the ocean, the paperwork, or the celebration back home? I'm just the intern. Nobody tells me anything. Stand by for release. Buckle up, Everett. We're diving in five, four, three, two, one. We're away. Now down to the bottom. Who knows what wonders await us? We might see a giant squid, or a sea turtle family, or the ugliest crabs you've ever seen. So, I have a question, Captain Laura. What's that, Everett? Well, you know how water is really heavy? Right. That means the deeper we go, the more and more water is on top of us. Okay. How can creatures live at the bottom of the sea if they have all that weight on top of them? Wouldn't they get squished? That's a good question. We'll just have to see. So, how long will it take us to get to the bottom of the ocean? Half an hour, more or less. That long? What am I supposed to do in the meantime? It just so happens that I have just the thing. Sit back and enjoy the view. I'll play something on the radio. How are you two liking the Undersea Adventures DVD? It's great, Mr. Jacobs. Well, mostly. Mostly? She's afraid of some of the deep sea creatures they have on here. I'm not afraid. I just don't like looking at them much. I can understand that. Sometimes I think God purposely put the ugliest of his creatures deep in the ocean so they wouldn't scare everyone. I'm not scared. Right. Sorry. Hello, guys. Good morning, Sam. Delivery's going well? Eh, kind of. Actually, that's what I wanted to talk to you about. Talk to me? <laughs> I'm afraid I don't know much about delivery work, Sam. I just order the stuff from the catalog and you bring it to my house. Catalog? It's like those magazines with all the toys in them your family gets around Christmas time. Oh, Mr. Jacobs buys toys? It's not a problem with how my job works. It's about what my boss says I have to do now. I see. Sounds serious. It is. They want me to work on Sundays. And not just that, Sunday mornings. Ah, so you won't be able to go to church. Exactly. It's terrible. Wait, they can do that? I thought everyone got the weekends off. <laughs> that is not how it works at all, Everett. But on a Sunday? I know, right? It's like they know I go to church and they want to stop me or something. That might be the case, but I'm pretty sure it isn't. Did they say it was because you go to church? Well, no. Are you the only one that is being put on Sunday morning shifts? No, but they should know better. I'm a Christian now. They need to take that into consideration before doing this to me. Hmm, perhaps. 
But it doesn't sound like they're persecuting you for your faith. It sounds to me like you're looking for special treatment. Way to be blunt there, Mr. Jacobs. It may have been blunt, but it's still a little confusing. Yeah, can you say that one more time, but slowly so we can understand? I'll see what I can do, Laura. Great, start with that big word. Pursue or whatever that word was. Persecuting. It's a word that means someone is being unkind to another because of a difference between them. Oh, so it's like bullying. It's a kind of bullying, Laura. Though it can be used in a one-on-one -on -one situation, the word persecution is typically talking about groups of people. So what Mr. Jacobs was trying to point out is he didn't think that my boss was bullying me, but instead that maybe I was expecting to be treated nicer because I'm a Christian. But was he right? As annoying as it is to admit, he might have a point. <laughs> it can be tempting to feel like people are mistreating us when things become inconvenient. But if we take the time to really think about it, most of the time it's just life being life. Well, that's encouraging. Can we listen to the radio to, I don't know, try to feel better about this whole situation? I think that can be arranged. Looking thoughtful there, Everett. Something on your mind? Yeah, I was just thinking about what Mr. Jacobs and Sam were saying about protrusion. Persecution. What about it, Everett? Well, it seemed like Sam really thought that her job was perse per, per, uh, treating her badly for being a Christian. But does that even happen? Do people really do that? Yes, Everett. Sadly, people do treat Christians badly for believing what the Bible teaches about God. And though we aren't the only people that this happens to, Jesus told us specifically that it would happen. He did? Is that in the Bible or something? In many places. John 15, 21, Matthew 10, 1 Peter 3. All right, all right, I believe you. So if people are going to be mean to us for believing in Jesus, what do we do? Yeah. Do we, like, train in martial arts or something to defend ourselves? That might work. Maybe in a few situations it might be useful, but God has a couple ideas that are much more powerful than perfecting our kung fu. Really? Like what? Well, I might have a script about it. Let me see if I can find it real quick. And now... From the garage of Lionel Jacobs comes the mysterious drama, The Creepy Campfire Story, an adapt- Wait, wait, hold everything. What's the matter, Laura? I can do adventure, I can do daring, but I don't do creepy. I'm pretty sure it'll be okay. This is Mr. Jacobs we're talking about. Hmm, fine. But if it gets too spooky, I'm out of here. Fair enough. Go ahead, Mr. Narrator. An adapted biblical teaching about oppression. Once upon a time, in the deep, dark woods, there was a camp. That's right, Camp Wilmaletta, established in 1709 by a group of lost soldiers who were starving out in the woods. Oh, hey, I'm Carrie, camp counselor here for three years running, and I haven't lost a camper yet. Oh, there's the bus! We're finally here. I can't wait for our first track time. Track time? You know the activities. Like other campgrounds, this one boasted a dock for canoeing. Paddle on the other side. I am 
You're the one who's supposed to be steering. An archery range. Oops. Oh, don't worry, kids. I I'm sure insurance will cover that. And, of course, hiking trails with rest stops where campers could roll out their sleeping bags and sleep under the stars. It's my favorite part of the trip. All right, my little possums, time to hit the hay and get ready for another day. As the campers settled in for the night, the light from the campfire slowly dimmed as they gently drifted off to sleep. What's that? I don't know. Miss Carrie? Miss Carrie, wake up! What is it, children? We don't know. It's getting closer, though. The sound was getting closer, and the campers stared into the darkness, unsure of what to do. I think the best thing to do is kick up the fire. But what if they see us? They'll find us. I think they'll do that anyway. And I want to be able to see what's coming at me instead of being caught up in suspense. And with that, the counselor stoked the fire, and all at once the dark forest was filled with light. The shadows were driven away, and the makers of the noise found themselves revealed. Look, it's a deer! And over there, in the bushes, I think I can see the eyes of a sneaky little fox. Throughout the night, the kids saw many types of animals. Some pleasant. I've never seen an owl before. Wow. And some were less pleasant. Why do we have to share the woods with bats? But somehow, being able to see the creatures around them made the night much more comfortable. All of them drifted off to sleep peacefully, and the next morning, they all had stories to tell. Did you see the raccoons last night? No, I must have been asleep. What were they like? They were so funny. They got into my backpack and scattered food everywhere. Um, okay, everyone. Let's play a game called Leave No Trace and Bear Bags. The moral is, when Christians are mistreated in the dark world, sometimes we feel like living like everyone else is easier and maybe even safer. But God tells us to live for Him, showing His love to everyone and being a light to the rest of the world. This doesn't mean that trouble won't come, but we can feel safe knowing that God is with us. And if that's the case, we don't have anything to worry about. Mr. Jacobs, can I talk to you about the drama we read about the campers in the woods? Sure, Laura. It wasn't too scary for you, was it? No, that's not it. I was just curious about the moral of the story. Is that all in the Bible? Pretty much. In Matthew 10, 28, Jesus tells us not to worry about what other people can do to us, but to obey God anyway. And in Romans 8, God tells us that if He is with us, then nobody can stop us from serving Him. Okay, that makes sense. But I had another question from earlier. All right, Sam, go ahead. Earlier, you said that there were a few things we could do when people treat us badly. We've got the first one, show God's love to others, but are there any other things we can do? Good question. And I think the other thing was to treat others the way we would want them to treat us. Hey, that's the golden rule. That's right, Everett. By being kind and forgiving to those who are hurting us, we aren't just being kind. But God uses that kind of attitude to show them what they are doing is wrong. Like it says in Proverbs 25, 22. Hmm. I guess that also means that if we don't want to have people treat us badly for being different, then we probably shouldn't persecute others for being different either. 
Come on, Christians don't persecute other people. I wish that was true. But sadly, a lot of the time, instead of sharing God's love with the people who need it most, us Christians sometimes look down on those people and treat them just as badly. That's not good. You can say that again, Everett. Okay, that's not good. No, it isn't. So, if I'm understanding things right, when people treat us badly, you're saying that we should show God's love to them and treat them the way we want to be treated. In other words, show God's love to them. I think I'm getting the pattern. Oh, that's my alarm. I've got to head to work. See you guys later. Bye, Sam. So are you guys going to stick around? Maybe, though I did tell Mom I'd do the chores before lunch. Yeah, and I was going to call my grandpa today. It's his birthday. Oh, that's exciting. I'm sure he'll enjoy that. Yeah, he's cool like that. Same time next week, everyone? Sounds good to me. All right, see ya. Bye, Everett. Bye, Mr. Jacobs. See you later, kids. Want to turn off the radio, Everett? No problem. 